If you're ready, just give me a thumbs up. You recording? Yeah. You sure? <laughs> For some reason, I just... This is what you know when, you, when family, when it's family, is mine. Damn, yo. All right, so mine is fine. You start talking real quick. You know me, man. I'm here. The vibes. I'm 34th in Chicago. Damn, I thought you were about to say you're 34. Yo, do you know what's actually crazy? Uh, it's something I've. Where were you born? Because I've never. I have. There's. Well, I was going to be honest with you. This is a real I interview. Know, it's not even an interview, dog. It's some shit like, yo, I was like, do I, I don't even know this. I nigga. don't even know this, dude. Yeah, over but it's like, I know you enough. To, but I was like, I don't even know you know you. Yeah, it's like over the weekend, right? It's like, okay, how about this? When when the vibes is just right with, with, with somebody and y'all, y'all cool as fuck. Like, y'all don't even take pictures together. That's what happened over the weekend. That's like. <laughs> Well, like, let me tell you something. Though. My homies, my homie, my, the homeboys that I introduced you to, yeah. they, they came up to me afterwards, bro. Yo, you look like a cool dude, bro. You met, you met me? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I hang around with, bro. I said on my Instagram story, bro, my biggest flex is the people that I know. My Damn, friends bro. and family. Nah, they seem dope as hell, too. Yeah, they, they seem, cool people, bro. They seem genuine. Years worth of friendship, bro. They seem genuine. Like, years worth of friendship, genuine, bro. Genuine, though. Yeah, bro. Good dudes, man. They got now, families I was, and stuff. Well, I was driving home, and as I was driving home, I was looking at my fit, and I was like, Damn. I did something today, right? <laughs> and then I started thinking. I was like, yo, I took a picture of my cousins. I took a picture of this dude. And I was like, the one person I was planning, like, we planned. Yeah, we bro. actually planned. I was like, we got, we got to take a picture, bro. I look good. You look good, fam. We, got, we finally got to show people that me and you know each other, fam. I can't keep going around and be like, you know how to the truth? And use you for clout here in Minnesota, fam. You, you know how to the truth? What clout? Yeah. I ain't got no clout. That's my guy. It's my guy. <laughs> if I ever get pressed to Carmel, bro, but no, no, bro. I know, hey, don't I, say I know, my name. I know I'm <laughs> to the truth. <laughs> I know I'm to the truth. Don't say my name. I ain't associated with nobody, nothing. Yo, but you see, listen. You seem like a neutral neutral ground. I actually neutral, pretty neutral. neutral. Like, yeah, exactly. Here's the thing. <laughs> There's a reason why I invited you to this podcast. Uh, and I'd rather do this in camera. Because like I feel like a lot of, a lot of friendships... Genuinely start off with just you add every single day. Like can, you learn something. Can we can we can we start from the beginning of that's what I'm trying to do. I bet. Like I'm really trying to start off. Can I I'm say, trying to record it. Like yeah. I'm trying to be like, yo, me that you Marlington by Sabana. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So 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 can I can I can I can I can I start how we met? Go ahead. 2015. Oh. <laughs> that's where I'm going. Tell them. 2015. My cousin Anissa, she throws a Thanksgiving party. Uh, Thanksgiving party. Uh, 2015 was also the first time I came back to Minnesota in five years because I was still I was like I was going to school the entire time. I never from like 2010 was the last time I came here because of my uncle's uh, funeral. But from 2010 to 2015, I never left the state of Ohio. And the one time I did come, I came here. I'm kicking it with Anissa, and then you pull up out of nowhere. And this is the craziest thing. I didn't know who he was. We met afterwards, so. I see a random dude, him, he's performing poetry. He does his thing, gets all the snaps. I'm like, all right, bet. He got long hair. I never pay attention to that. And then I'm kicking it. We meet again afterward through a mutual friend. Mm -hmm. And then, you know what I'm saying? She introduced me to you and we kicking it. We vibing. Next thing you know, I find out you're a Delvante and then that tribe shit run deep in my blood. <laughs> <It's so> <laughs> I'm like, all right, bet. Yeah, he Delvante. He cool people. That's it. You know what I'm saying? I bet his family. And then later on, like I don't at the time at this time I don't know you're that guy from 2015 that I met. And then I'm kicking it here one day. We 
we kick it how many times, bro? We stay one time for like nine to one, just vibing, talking to each other. And I saw your little ID. And I'm like, ID, okay, yo, you got long hair. Okay, cool. Now you in do-rag. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be like you with the do-rag. You know what I'm saying? Got the... It's, what, what does he do with the, with, the, with the top? He puts it on top of it. You think, where do I get that from? I got it from this dude. I got it from the kids. The kids do it. The kids do it, bro. I just you know watch the kids. We just, we, hey, so I, I, I see the ID. I never pay attention to it. So I'm like, all right, bet. That's cool. I need got mine and got it school. And somehow, some way, I'm listening to... I'll give her a shout out while I... Cause, you know what I'm saying? If she listens to it, she listens to it. If not, I'm a fan of her. Gigi Angelo on Instagram. <laughs> Well, let be like, because she was there at that 2015 party. She was there. She performed this Whitney Houston song, I remember. And I'm like, bro, you have an amazing voice. And then I'm listening to her song, Red, on Apple Music. And yo, bro, this shit flames. And I'm like, when the fuck did I remember? Oh, yeah, she was there at the wedding, uh, at, the, at, the, at, the, at the Thanksgiving dinner. Okay, cool. And then somehow something A, B connected. This nigga had long hair on the ID that I saw. And then he had long hair there. I'm like, it could be the same guy. I called him up. I FaceTimed right there. And then I'm like, bro, I met you before. He said, when? I said, 2015 Thanksgiving dinner. He uh, it was hosted by my- I was confused my, as hell because I didn't remember the event. I remembered- Yeah. yeah. You, know the, you know how he replied with? He was like, he was like uh, I don't know why I'm saying six- I'm, I'm, I'm speaking in third person. We got two no, other audiences right here. But uh, I was like, 2015 Thanksgiving, you performed- Poetry somewhere, uh, some uh, an event that my cousin hosted. He said, "Anissa," I'm like, "Yeah, that's my cousin." Anissa's your cousin. I'm like, "Yeah, Anissa's my cousin." Anissa's family. Anissa's family. And it's like, yeah, and her son Asha and daughter like 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 her son Ahmed and daughter Asha. I'm like, yeah, my nephews. Like me, and her first cousins, bro. Her dad is my uncle. And this my is after we've built like a genuine friendship, friendship too, which is crazy. Yeah. We we talked before. First, we were friends. Then we find out we same somehow, tribe. Some way, yeah. Like, somehow, some way, we're same tribe. All right, bet. You know how many people that's little Mahante that are cool. Then you know what I'm saying. All right, bet. You know what I'm saying. It doesn't. Your doesn't mean shit to me. But you're the Mahante. All right, bet. That's cool. I fuck with it. Then somehow later on, I find out that me and you met before, and that's you know my family, and I know your family, and we're actually fucking close. So yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that's just, I got know. cool points right now. Off I'm of still laughing at my little brother situation. Off of I was trying to tell my little brother that you knew me, and he was over there like, "Yeah, <laughs> I know that nigga too." Yeah, <laughs> I don't know where did you know? <laughs> I thought you don't know. Like we at the gym, I pull up, I pull up on this guy. I know his little sister. I see, oh yeah, she plays basketball. He, he introduced me. All right, bet. I don't know his brother. I don't know anybody in this. <laughs> So we're about to walk out, and his brother—I don't know if his brother is, is his brother—and we say, "Yeah, yeah." And so he's like, "How you and Hamza know each other?" Oh yeah, me and Hamza, bro, we go way back, bro. Yeah, bro. This is like, him saying that. It's not my little me. brother this saying that. It's this him saying me. that. This is me. He asked me. He's like, "How do I know Hamza?" So oh, yeah, me and Hamza, bro, we go way back, bro. A lot, you know what I'm saying? It's my nigga, man. I find out we family. You know what I'm saying? He know my cousin and niece and all that. He's like, oh, "Okay," and you know, oh, "Okay, we Amra don't come Oh yeah, yeah, oh then that's for sure. Well, like, that's what's up. And then I flipped the question. I'm like, how y'all know each other? Oh, that's my brother. I'm like, fuck. You. <laughs> I think like, motherfucker, you let me just. <laughs> bro, my little brother over there just hyping and shit. Like, uh huh. Uh -huh. You know this nigga, Damn, yeah. Bro. You really know this nigga. Are you what, y'all brothers? Oh yeah, that's my brother. Yeah. That's my brother. 
Olavo, yo. I'm sorry to bro, but Olavo, I forgot his name right now. Bilal, shout out to Bilal. Bilal. Bro, uh, one crazy thing about this whole thing is, is we would have never had this conversation, nor would we have had this conversation like this in this area with mics and lights and camera without you and your podcast. Nah, man. That's the crazy thing. Big Bros was big. And, 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 and I wouldn't be here without Hadji Fab. Well, we, appro- we give Hadji his flowers. Flowers. 100%. That bouquet. But we with you right now. Alhamdulillah. Fam. Alhamdulillah. And the thing is, is I wanted to start off this relationship on camera, especially which is digging deep, which is who you are as a person and as a man. And I want to share that with, with the world, especially with the people I know. Because a lot of people that I know, being real, being mm-hmm. honest, being genuine is, is very is very hard to find. And, and don't like Alhamdulillah, you attribute those qualities to me. But like in that, like I yo yo, I you might be a s- terrible person. I might know. Exactly. This is why. This is what exactly. we're gonna find out. Yeah. I'm sincerely honest. Ooh. <laughs> but listen, I'm gonna start off basic questions, yeah, and then they might get a little bit harder. Throughout I've the never end, been so. interviewed before unless it was for a job. Offer, this ain't so. even an interview. Okay, but this is a conversation. Just, this is me trying to get to know you. All right. Where were you born? Like, let's just start off. Uh, Where were you born? I was born in Egypt, 94. Came here in 98. Well, you was born in Egypt? I was I was a Cairo kid, fam. How long were you in Egypt? Four years. I came here in 98. Have you ever, like, went back? Nah, never. You know what's crazy? What's up? I was, I was a Minnesota resident before I was an Ohio resident. I moved to America in 98. We moved to Nashville, Tennessee. And then we moved to Minnesota, and then my mom was like, I heard that they're hiring, or uh, the story that I heard from my mom was like, they had better opportunities in Ohio where you were able to wear your hijab. And my mom was like, I'm wearing my hijab, and she moved to Ohio. She took a couple of my uncles, and then that's how we started life in Ohio. And so what, you were like four when you got to Ohio? I got, I came in America four, like at four, five, I was in Minnesota by kindergarten. I started Cassidy Elementary in Ohio. Do you do you remember kindergarten? Hell yeah, Miss Householder, <laughs> Miss Householder. Bro. I knew it was gonna get to this point too. I didn't know English all like that. I remember I had you know we talk about ref moments. It's like you know they gave us name tags and I lost my name tag and she kept on asking me where's your name tag? Where's your name tag? I don't know. Like she would just look at me and I would just stare back at her. Funny story. What's up? There's a there's an African American kid. I think he was African American or Ethiopian. Unuha. But he looked Somali to me. And his name was Zachariah. And I always thought his name was Zachariah, but he was trying to be mother. So I, <laughs> I was bullying this nigga in Somali. <laughs> and this is kindergarten. And this is kindergarten, fam. This is how you know our people are built different. <laughs> this is how you know we just Why? come off different. I you, was bullying this kid in Somali. I was like, like, he drew on a circle. He drew... On the sun, and I t- try to get him in trouble. My name is and you cover it. I was like, my lad. I feel sorry for Zachariah, bro. I'm sorry, bro. Yo, we're listening to the podcast on some. Nigga, that was that weird ass nigga that ain't speak no English. Like, his perspective on you might actually be so different. You over here making fun of him. For not speaking Somali bro, and I just was, clowning him. Bro. He's over here thinking you's weird as hell. <laughs> All out, speaking like, straight African to him. African, bro. Imagine the stuff he was telling his mom when he went to home. <laughs> I don't even think he was able to. <laughs> 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 what 
too traumatized with skin <laughs> Zachariah, bro. Damn, man. Well, I feel sorry for him, bro. I'm sorry, bro. Like, yeah. I was a mesquite kid, bro. Let's be real. Nah, how you gonna start off with, yo, in kindergarten, right? Listen, this is Kenny Zachariah. I fucked up with Zachariah. <laughs> what do you mean? You was a terrible kid. We all know it. Like, like, I feel sorry for Remember you, how bro. I pointed at that camera? I was like, yo, we gonna find out what kind of person you are. I'm yeah, sincerely I'm honest. Off. We already... I'm starting off with the wrong foot right now. <laughs> it's, not, it's not looking yo, too good. How was... And this this can be answered by a lot of a lot of first, first generation kids, but I feel like everyone's experience is different with how their household was. Yeah. How, how was being raised in a Somali household and in going to school where English was mandatory and trying to act like figure it out or were you just too young where it was just yo I'm going I'm going about yeah, well, it I, it was just too young where I was just going like I never really thought about how I was raised till like afterwards and everything it it, it, sh- it happened the way it was sh- should have happened like I first couple years like I remember in Ohio bro like all my aunts girls were sleeping in one room all the guys uncles cousins were sleeping in one room my mom dad me, my brother was sleeping in one room up until my, you know, my mom was pregnant with my sister, and then we moved out to AG Agla Green, and then that's when we had our lives, and then, you know what I'm saying? Family members just grew, and 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 and, and you know, economically, financially, you know, what I'm saying we find jobs, we got better, we got bigger. They figured it, it out. The bro, same bro. same story, bro. You know what I'm saying? You got to go through the struggle. I never felt it. I was always just going to school. I ain't have no bills. I all that's all I knew. And, you know, growing up, my parents always loved to learn. So, like, my dad put a lot of emphasis in learning anything, bro. I knew my multiple timetables early on, bro. He forced me to learn Arabic, Ana, Ina, Una, Bana, Bina, Buna. Like, that's that. Like they was on you. Yeah, bro, for sure, bro. And that's I think that's why I got my love of, like, learning. Because my dad always read. He a reader, bro. He learns Arabic. That's, that's actually amazing, mashallah. Yeah. My mom put in I was, I was, I was still waiting for you to tell me about your mom. Like, you oh, gonna give your mom's, dad your flowers? Oh, my, mom, my, mom, my mom's, bro, she put in effort, bro. I, you, you ever heard of Kuman? Kuman is a, uh, no? Kuman, yeah, Thunder knows. So Kuman is like this tut- after school tutoring program, but it's it, it's very intensive. Like, I remember my mom put me through that shit um, uh, seventh, eighth grade, and I remember, bro, I could do. Double digit multiplications in my head, bro. I'm not lying to you. Quick as shit. <clears throat> they would make sure, like reading, reading. They put an emphasis. Math. They put an emphasis. And did you get? This is crazy because now you had your podcast, and I see you as a very creative individual. Did they ever add fire to that? Well, moms, both guys, like just in a sense of just you being. I think I think that's the part where I I, I might have lacked. This is the creativity part. And like being creative, my mom probably supported me learning different things. Mm-hmm. But like, and I never really got into the aspect of like, like learn, like getting like into theater, and, theater like and all of that stuff. Yeah, my mom, mom ain't let me play basketball. Let me yeah, never so try sports. Was in it either? Sport. I had to play my own sports. I had to learn myself. I had no big bro, bro. I had like my friends. Like I was the oldest person in my family, so it was like me learning everything on a first name basis. My uncles probably play basketball, but it's like they never really brought me to to to. Is that to, where Big Bro you came from? I think so, bro. Just in a sense, it's just, just you was always was, the man, bro. I was no, nah, not necessarily <laughs> the man, bro. But I was always like I had responsibility, like a lot of you were the older brother. You were the older brother. Yeah. You were a big bro. Alhamdulillah, fam. 
So sports was a no-go. Theater and creativity wasn't. Oh, education. Shit, I remember one. That's why I went to Dakan Alice. You went to Dakan Alice? Yeah, I went to. Where? <laughs> I was, uh, it was me, my friend, Yata, and Yahya. Um, we had this notebook. Well, I'm not lying, bro. We used to write lyrics and shit. Oh, so you, a, you oh, wanted to be yeah, a rapper? I, yeah, I was trying to, I was like, practicing. Who, wait, tell I was me, who you trying to be like? I don't know, bro. Back in the day, it was all about, you know, Dirty South was taking over. Atlanta, like. Wait, when was this? Oh eight, 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 oh seven. Yeah, 0-8. That's when I was graduating uh, middle school. So, oh eight, nigga. My mom, my, the, the principal saw us, and then we went to Muslim school too, mm-hmm. uh, International Academy. It was not a Muslim school, but it was a charter school. Wait, international in Minneapolis or international? No, 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 no. I got international down there too. Yeah, international Academy. I went Columbus. international. <laughs> was it an awesome high school? <laughs> it was awesome, Ali, fam. <laughs> a few items, but shit. <laughs> we had a few items too. <laughs> Imagine that, man. Imagine that, bro. Dr. Tarazi, Dr. Tarazi saw the lyrics between me and Yata online, and he was like, oh, man, this is horrific. But we were writing bars, bro. I was trying to practice my creativity and, and, and learning how to rhyme and shit. Puns you know what's crazy, everything. bro? Yeah, bro. You know what's crazy? What? Wallahi, like, I was, I plan on doing that with my son, like, the other day, because those children books, they rhyme. And then I'm talking to him, and so I'm like, oh, who did that? He'll... Rhymes with, I forgot the other word, but it was like, like, like it was some, it was some word. Snow rhymes with go. Yeah. Lajida do a school. Go your snow. So I'm like, I can't wait till he like six, seven, bro. When he start learning how to read and understand English. My dad used to do that. Like we'd be in the car and he would, he would point at a random object. So like, he'd be like, that's a tree. And I would have to respond with something that rhymed with tree. Oh, and then it got to I'm a point. That. It I'm got to, that. Yeah, no, dead ass. That. And it got to a point where obviously I was doing it, and it's like you as you grow older, your vocabulary gets bigger. Yeah, I would do it with like a sentence, so like I could see a mic, and then I just make a whole sentence that rhymes with mic, and you just get better. I don't know. It was it was like you me was wild now before huh? wild now. <laughs> Thanks. To, well, I, I'm not gonna lie. Alhamdulillah for my dad. Yeah, because. The stories you tell me about your dad, fam, I really, really, really want to meet him, when fam. It, I feel like I want to somehow express how he, not even express, but show what kind of father he was. Because I feel like being raised by a father is is a blessing. Just yeah, period, right? 100%, bro. And also having a father that understands you growing up is another blessing. It's a blessing. But having a father that chooses to understand, that's, that's something that's completely different. Because yeah. he could have neglected that whole... American ideology and, and the culture here and he goes like yo I think this is so and this is how you growing up as a man his ideology and viewpoint was what's successful in America and what is required back home that is aligned with the deen mm. and how can I raise you guys to be successful here but also have your deen and dugan with you which is Bro, crazy I, as like, well, like, as much as you say right now, bro, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm in the education field and I'm like, bro, there's a lot of knowledge in people's head that is not necessarily tangible. If your dad could just come up with a a a, a fathering course oh, for the yeah. modern Somali man, I think we'd be in a very I think we'd be in a much better position as just as men and him giving out those type of khutbas. Friday halaqa, Friday halaqa, you know what I'm saying? Just go around. Like you don't, you're not necessarily gonna teach a 40 year old how to parent their son, but we see that there's a disconnect between a father and a son, and these fathers are 
struggling to connect with their kids, we but need wait, a refresher course for some I folks. Will, be and I think your dad I, would be the answer. I would not. Nah, I'd agree. I feel like he'd be a great, great spokesperson and, and all that. But me and him had this conversation, and I feel like it's one that I that was like really deep and like it hit home because mm-hmm. it got me and we're, we're having we kept having this disconnect, and this was in college. It was just like yo, like he'd be like yo, it's not that hard. Testosterone was going crazy. Yeah, you know, and like he was telling me like yo, school's not that hard. Like yeah. the stuff that you're saying right now is not that hard. Stop Perfect. complaining because all I would do is just complain. And then I got to a point where I I figured it out where I was like yo, Abba, listen. The emotions and stuff that I've learned in English and the vocabulary of how to express how I'm feeling as a man, I don't know there's in English. You don't know those words. And the way you learn how to express your feelings and how you feel and what this does to you as a man, you learn those in Somali. You, I know the basic words in Somali and you know enough in English. Our conversation at best is basic. Yeah. We can never go beyond elaborate and we can never talk about, yo, like this is how I really feel because we don't understand it. So I was like, yo, I have to get to a point where I can catch up. Was it an emotional disconnect or is it like a, a No, it's a, it's a language barrier. It's just more so I know more vocabulary words in English of how I can express myself mm-hmm. as a person. Yeah. Right? He knows it in Somali. Mm-hmm. If he tries to translate it, he dumbs it down, yeah. which dumbs down the expression and the feeling of how of it feels. If I try to say it in Somali, in English, in Somali, it's going to sound... I really want to know how this conversation went, like to, 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 to get to the solution. The, the solution is learn more of either English or Somali. That, that mm-hmm. has to be it because you're dumbing yourself down. Imagine if this is the, like, let's just say this. Yo, Hamza, how are you feeling? Is, yeah. You ask me in English, exactly. how are you feeling? I could respond with, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm feeling a little depressed. And based off that feeling, I'm, I'm feeling a little down. And I feel like it's due to this, 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 right? But instead of responding to that that way, how do we usually respond to our parents in English? It's pretty dumbed down, right? It's yeah. like, oh, I'm fit. Yeah. Or I'm good. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, yo, I don't want to go through exp- saying it and then explaining it. Because it's I just see, like, I see damn, you yo. And second, he told me from his point, this is why I love my dad. From his point of view, he's like, yo, telling you how I feel is different. You, it'd probably go over your head. Because I have a lot I have a lot that I bear. And if I told you in Somali, you wouldn't even understand. So what's the point? And so we literally sat down. It was just like one of those like, damn, like. Is, is this the reason we're not that cool? And the more Somalia picked up, and alhamdulillah for my father, is he picked up a lot more English to where we're, we're starting to express those feelings yeah. and have those conversations. Inshallah, I do want to go back to Somalia and like get my Somali up. And obviously, you don't got to go back. For sure, bro. But I feel like that's a huge disconnect. But for you, you're a father. Mm. You're, inshallah, your son's going to grow up speaking English. You guys, the language barrier is not going to be there. Yeah, because how do you feel like you being a father to your son is going to be different from how you were raised? Oh, I'm going to give him more... Ex- more op- so this is the expression that I like, right? It's like your parents' ceiling should be your flooring, right? Okay. And then your, floor, your ceiling should be your son's ceiling. Or your ceiling should be your son's oh, yeah, flooring. That's actually dope. You know what I'm saying? So... Alhamdulillah, I'm an, uh, I'm an established, we're both established professionals, right? 20, 20, mid-20s, late to the mid-20s. I'm 27, I'll be able to share that, no problem. Um, successful, finished school, you know what I'm saying? Alhamdulillah, know the American culture 100%. So my goal is to, wherever I left off, should be the minimum of where my son 
should go. It's like, yo, I have the cheat code and the cheat sheet yeah. like here. And this not where necessarily start. school, not necessarily just school, but just life in general. Uh, but this is the cheat code. This is everything I went through. This is everything that you, this is the blueprint for you to be cool. Like, I don't want my son, I'll be honest with you. When I was young, I struggled. Like, I, I always tried to be the cool guy. Yeah. I was never the cool guy. I learned later on in life, I'm talking 22, 23, 24. I mean, yeah, I had friends, cool, but like, you know, I, I don't see myself as like coming out of my shell, being comfortable, able mm. to have a conversation with just a random person up until my mid 20s and even after that. Yeah. So, but I want my son to be emotionally and socially aware of him being able to come to any circle and be cool with everybody just dominate the circle yeah and just like him be humble and be like cool like every i've seen kids like young guys that all the older kids would be like yeah what's up bro and they welcome him and they take care of him i want my son to be in a position where any circle he's in his aura is dominated and it's like okay bet he's the cool kid he's the cool i want to take my son to fucking basketball games and like let him be with the gun with the homies you know raised, what I'm saying? I don't raised want by the community. I don't want him to struggle with getting girls at all. <laughs> I I don't want I don't want my son to be no bitch. I want him to be able to know how to fight and protect himself. I want him to I have to learn that shit. I know. So this is amazing because I love the rant that you're going on. Yeah, but when Do it comes you, to my no, no, son, no, 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 no bro. question, question though. This is this is crazy. Do you feel like your father has the exact same feelings about you, the exact same way you're feeling? Because I swear to God, yes, I thought I, my dad didn't until yeah. I had that conversation with him. Yeah. But it's, it goes back to that Somali ideology. Like, my dad put his Somali ideology on me. Mm. See, the cool things that my dad thought was back in the day. And yeah, my dad was pretty cool. He was like, he he, he got a great, he had a great job in his 30s. He was like a judge. He went to Azhar University. He had a chauffeur in his mid-30s that, that, that was driving him around in like Somalia. And he, like, he was like recognized and shit. Yeah. And he put all of that, everything that made him cool on me. And the thing that made him cool was when all the other boys was playing around and all that, I was reading, I was studying, I was going to school, I was learning. All right. And he put that on me. And it was a lot of pressure. This is the key to success. Yeah, this is the key to success. And unfortunately, like, yeah, that that's cool. And 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 it led me to a, a sort of success. Yes, I'm successful. And you know what I'm saying? The the habits of him making me learn to read and write and like all these books, it shows right now. But as I grew older, it wasn't the right things that I was supposed to. Well, like the other day, I went over to Ohio. I'm back to Ohio and we were just talking, you know what I'm saying? And, and now I'm older and I could talk to him. You know, father, you know, father to father. Yeah. It's not necessarily just father to son, father to father. He's like, they're all in Arabic. <laughs> I can't read Arabic. I grew up in America. If I lived in Saudi, yes. It would have been perfect. It would have been all right. It would have, I have no excuse at the time, but they're all in Arabic. But what can I do with Arabic, with a bunch of Arabic books? Unfortunately, I mean, there's English books in there too. But you know, my dad is holy, my mom is holy, they're religious. So I grew up in a religious environment. But Alhamdulillah, bro. But my son, inshallah, the one thing that I wanted him to do, and the biggest thing that I want him to do is for him to be as expressive as possible. You know what I'm saying? He's two. The other day, he's crying. 
You know what I'm saying? There ain't no sense of I, I I seen this on a thread on a Twitter thread, bro. And it goes crazy. Like you you learn a lot from a Twitter thread, but like you know, it it makes sense at the same time. It's like, oh, don't tell your kids not to cry. Let them express themselves. I'm like, all right, bet. I see my son. I'm like, bro, Abba, he's crying. He's throwing his chest. It's okay, Abba. Go ahead, cry. Or in my cabin, I thought it's okay, Abba. Go ahead, right? So, you know what I'm saying? And then coping mechanisms with him. You know what I'm saying? A, B, C, D. By the time we get to Q or R, S, he'll just slow down. You know what I'm saying? If that doesn't work, like, go ahead, Abba. It's okay to cry. Let it out. So it's a release of energy. Ain't no, ain't no sense of telling you to, 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 to not learn how to control your emotions. Learn how to control them. There's a lot of people that don't know how to do that. Fam. They angry, they pop off. But how are you supposed to be diplomatic or how are you supposed to be successful? Like when shit is going to get you mad. When did you feel like you picked it up though? Over the past two years from so being a father. When you, before you're a father, back in college and back in high school, yeah. do you feel like being a father changed you? Oh, yeah, Completely for sure, different? bro, for sure, bro. I'm disciplined like a motherfucker now. Alhamdulillah, fam. I'm disciplined. Like I'm, I'm lear- like, I'm learning to be a better man. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted to be a better man, yeah, but it was like my actions didn't show. I always wanted through intention, through the heart. Yeah, you want to be a better man. You want to be a better person. You want to be a good citizen. Does your actions really show it? Like, uh, yeah, I want to be. I want to be fit. Am I going to the gym? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, I want to learn. I want to learn. You know what I'm saying? More. Are you reading? Nope. You say you want to play basketball better, but are you in the gym shooting? Nope. So now, as a father, it's like, all right, but I got to create these habits so that when he gets to Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I want him to make his own schedules. I want him to make his own day-to-day schedule. I'll be, okay, we're going to school. Okay, when you come back from school, we got all of these things that we need to do. What do you want to start on? You want to read a book? You want to do your homework first? You want to go swimming? Like, I know that's one of the most important things in life in general. Teaching learning, responsibility. Learning responsibility and also learning how to schedule your whole life because you dictate. You, I think the whole nine-to-five and the whole school situation. yeah. Gets people in this mindset of I can only work in this specific hour. Yeah. Well, I feel like when people can broaden that to, yo, I dictate my schedule and I can get to a point in life where I'm going to go to the gym at this time and I'm going to do, do this. Yeah. Obviously, that comes with sacrifice, right? Because if you have an 8 to 5, you're going to have to figure out when you wake, go to the wake gym, up earlier. Right? Exactly. Wake up earlier. you got to figure it out. Uh, For you, though, now you're st- you went from the Big Bros podcast. When you guys first started, what was the initial reason? There, like, What was the goal in mind? Create something. I've always, that's the thing. We talk about, uh, I was an older guy, right? I, I've always saw myself as just an older guy. And I don't have a lot of leeway for me to get out of my comfort zone. Or I, I, how old were you when you officially started? Like your first episode, how old were you? I think it was 2018, bro. March, June, I think, 2018. Like 23, 24. I was 24, yeah. You was not over here. But look. I'm, I'm all I know you mean. I, I know, know you mean. exactly. I felt like I was. I had no. I had no gateway to express myself. Like I, I'm not going to become a rapper, right? Being a fa- being a a, a a fashionista on Instagram. Yes, I could have done it, and I still can't. Like, but like you know, it was like it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't the the. the it wasn't the right move for me. But then I'm just watching Joe Budden podcast. I'm like, this motherfucker's just talking. <laughs> I'm watching Joe Rogan. I'm like, bro, I could do this. I can have a great conversation with people. And who's the only other person I could have called? How'd you hit him up? Like, hey, you want to start a podcast? About what? Shit. I business, still need politics. To 
I, I have so many questions. Well, you would love Haji. I say so have a sit down with them like this, bro. bro. It would be way better than mine. I, it would be nah, worth your time. Mm, it would nah, be worth your time. I definitely want to, though. Haji's that guy, Wallah. Haji's that guy. Listen. You're asking me all of these questions, fam. No, you're not going to flip the turns because this is my podcast. (laughs) And our boss. You you hear me? (laughs) This is okay, boss. I run this. Maybe if we get on HBCU and I end up reading one of those books. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get there. Nah, speaking of HBCU. So you went, I have a lot of questions about Big Bro, but I want to actually get to this one before we might we might be short on time. Yeah. But HBC, what made you start that? Like, what made you sit down? Because you said Hadji was just you saying, yo, I could be Joe Biden. I can yeah. talk. I can sit here and talk. And that was Big Bro's podcast. Y'all was really spinning y'all game. Yeah. Y'all was spitting knowledge. Like, Big Bro, y'all was really Big Bros. Because there's little, there's people that were my age. I'm I'm younger than you. That was literally listening to every single podcast also. Yo, like, these men are Somali. They're from the States. They're expressing how they feel and they're not scared to express how they feel. Yeah. And they're talking just amongst themselves. Like that was, like now you get to see a lot of it, but back then that was fresh because some people are very harsh on and we're very critique. Yeah. We critique stuff harsh. I, I, some of the, we talk about critique. Critique is Critique, critique is good only when it comes with with constructors. So many people's critique is different though. Because look, if I decide to make a skit or a sitcom yeah. or a film, that's a project that I've made. Mm-hmm. I necessarily, I'm acting, right? Yeah. If you sh- if you shit on the character, you don't like the person who was built around. You can hate on that specific character. Ah. A podcast, a, yeah. Some people wear a mask, but when you're opening it yourself. And someone criticizes that. That's completely different. They're not criticizing what you think you are. They're really criticizing who you are almost or who you're deciding so to show. Who does he think he is like doing that? Like, oh, why you even do that? Why you, why you? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. I don't know. I just, you know what they say, bro. People, they will criticize you because of the things that they're not able to do. Misery loves company, bro. Saying, Yo, time off. Come here, Martin. This is, this is, no, because me and Mario were literally talking about the exact same thing. Yeah. Literally, we're sitting here. He, matter of fact, he said those exact same words. I feel like, come here. Come, you got to at least talk. Come here. I, hold on. I let me get a, You got to explain. Go ahead. Explain what happened. I got to not. You got to explain. Mario, what's up, baby? Man, I feel like people just hate on people for like... People hate on people because they can't do shit. Yeah. And like, when the attention's on certain people, they want the attention to be on them. Yeah. And they can't do shit. Yeah. They they have no talent Why to bring that, ta- that attention. I feel like they're going to use your talent and your like threshold and your leeway to gain to theirs. That's what I think everybody does. Yeah. So they, they look back at, they look back at like, yeah, that's in the future, defense. they look back at, you know, I'll let, I'll let you get back on. I said, I said, in the future they look, they're gonna look back at it and they're gonna be like, damn, what could have been? That's where hating starts, bro. With you, it's fear, it's a fear factor, bro. They not, they they not there yet, and that's what happened to me, bro. I'm not, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest with you, I don't know if I'm a good singer or a rapper. I'm a whack rapper. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you're nice, bro. Well, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, you're yeah, nice. I appreciate it, bro. I think you're but, nice. 
<laughs> no, but speaking of hating and all that and criticizing, the reason why the reason why I love to talk about it is more so because I needed time to reflect myself. The reason why I'm doing the podcast solo dolo right now. Why you stop poetry? Nah, mm-hmm. I know the story, but like, you know, I like, uh, po- like yeah, to tell them the PG version or, you know what I'm saying, the version that you want. The version you're comfortable with. No, the thing about poetry, like poetry is such, is that one thing in my life where it was, I felt like my art was what I created and based off of my emotions is what I wrote mm-hmm. and I only share what I, what I really feel. Do you still write? Yeah, all the time. Ooh. To this day. For I've, real? Yeah, I still write. And nobody no, has that's nothing. All me. So like whenever I'm dealing with a heartbreak, if I'm dealing with somebody, a situation, if me and my mom, it's like my little diary. Like I'm gonna start that, bro. Yeah, it's just I've always written. I did that once. Poetry, like a little your own little piece. My own little piece. I did one that actually gained. It got a lot of traction. Not a lot of traction. I'll be honest with you. It got like 300 followers, 300 like retweets on Twitter that's and shit. Still, that's 300 people yeah, that but, fuck with your shit. That's, bro, and that's, hey, bro, I, time out, bro. I need. Well, I'm be honest with you. I was thinking about starting an Instagram live right here. And if for some reason I was like, yo, fuck, maybe what if only one... Per- Matter of fact, fuck, I'm going to do this right now. Where's my phone? I was yeah. like, I was scared. I was like, yo, what if only one person is watching it, you know? Yeah. But to be honest with you, yo, I fucking love that one person so much. Let me just do that shit. Whoever it is. Cause I, it's always that numbers game. That numbers game is be killing me. I, my whole life, I was like, yo, if I... And that's low-key why I stopped poetry. It was one... You wasn't the business the side. It wasn't the numbers. It was I was afraid that I wasn't going to get the numbers. It was the complete opposite. It was every time I posted something, it was the love was there. So in my head, is like, damn, when is it going to stop? Oh, uh, so you know it was like mean? a fear factor of like, okay, f- but of like, damn, the day this ends is the day I won't, like, is that what It's it like, is? should I retire at top almost, even though I wasn't even near the top? You got a lot. You got a lot, bro. You got a lot in the tank. That's good to go. You look like an old guy, Wallah. I know. I'm here, bro. You here? I'm here. Forget it. <laughs> They'll figure out who it is eventually. <sighs> we'll both be somewhat in there, Wallah. Now, the, let me speak on that poetry thing, though. Go ahead. It was, it was fear of myself. The same thing with the podcast. I've realized a lot of, a lot of the things in my life, I always have other people around me just in case it fails. There's... Nigga, we welcome. all failed. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what is what is the definition of failure to you though? The definition of failure for me is showcasing something that you're not. I met, there's a point where I made an Instagram. I made a new Instagram. This is like people don't even know this. I made a new Instagram account, yeah. right? And it was it was in my Finsta relax. But it was more so like a people that I know that are close to me get to see what I do on the daily. Mm. Right? Also, I get to showcase me being myself more because there's people that I know. Yeah. It's like your close friends. In my close, in my close friends, but on my own little Instagram. Yeah. And then I realized that that was me being scared of people who I was, that were following me. Or just of their, what, like, what they would think of me. Right? Because I'm over here running away from these people, going back to my little friends, simply because they won't judge me as hard. Mm-hmm. But why do I care about those people? Nor do I care about what they're saying about me. Yeah, that realization just occurred. Like, well, when did I text you to do this podcast? 
Whatever it is, man. You know what? Do you know what I mean? Or no? Like, listen. Let me break bit. it down. I made an Instagram account to run away from critics that I followed, and you know what I mean. But the problem was, is why am I making a new Instagram when I'm me, regardless of where I'm at? Yeah. So it was just let me spit my truth where I'm at, regardless of what. And that is what happiness and winning is to me. So failure is the complete opposite. It's running away from who I am simply because of being scared of critique. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A little bit. I, I'll, I'll give Maybe, you my definition. Give me a D-block, ex- D-block definition. I'll, 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 my definition of failure, and this is shit that I've seen from like YouTube and just a little bit of research, and, and, and they say like failure is giving up. That's that that to me is failure, bro. Bro, but failing to me is winning or thinking you're winning when you're not you. Like I don't want to win or whatever considered winning is if I'm not being myself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I would rather be me with two niggas fucking with me hard than with me that a bunch of people are fucking with. Yeah. That it's yeah. not even me. No, it's not even you. Yeah, I see, when I see I'm myself somewhere else. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. And that, is, the, yeah. It's, it's a, a lot hard, of people. Yeah, a lot of people. A, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of people. A lot of people say that though. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like okay, I like I just want to be me, but I can't because I gotta put on this face for yeah. everybody else. Unless I'm not that guy. I see what you're saying. I understand it exactly. Wholeheartedly. But even though that the being that guy, because here with the the spoken word for once, when I spit poetry, there's this there's this persona. There's this vibe of just who this character is right Mm -hmm. it's like a mask when i go up on i did theater for a long time yeah so it was just that am i playing a persona is this really me and then it gets to the point of am i happy with the persona i'm playing or am i even happy with who i am then you have to figure out who you are right yeah you gotta rock with yourself first before anybody rocks with you because people are gonna really understand yo is this person really who he is did you have imposter syndrome yeah 100 Mm percent. i feel like i wasn't myself Mm. How'd you cope with that? By figuring out who I was. How that? How long that journey take? That took a while. That took several years because it's always coming. back. every time I write, I'm like, am I, you always? It's something with actors. I feel like because you learn how to play a character, and then when you're done playing that character, you realize, yo, am I playing a character now? Like, is this conversation? Am I playing a character uh, with uh, you right uh, now? Uh, uh, T'Challa, everywhere he went, the little. Is that him or is this character now? You know, did he did he manifest himself to be T'Challa? Right, Mm -hmm. that's that's where the conversation lies. But we're interviewing you now, okay? I think I think I think. Do you know who you are? I I I do, I do. I I got a nice story for you too, fam. Tell me, like, when did you feel like you found yourself? And we let's end on that because I feel like this conversation. There's gonna be a part two. There's gonna be a part three. There's gonna be. I feel like this is a journey, inshallah. But so, how did you find yourself? I think I've... So... And when did funny, you notice... F- funny story. I found myself in Ohio. I found who I was in Ohio. I, f- I found who I was in Ohio. Yeah. You feel me? I knew who I was. I had a podcast going. I had everything going for me. Alhamdulillah. I was becoming the cool guy that I've always wanted to be. Right? And then... I had to, I had to change for the better. You know what I'm saying? I was becoming a father, so I moved from Ohio. And the fucked up so thing. So do I have to be a father? Nah, bro. Is that the advice we're giving kids? Not, not at all. 
Because this is where I'm about to take you. I, uh, I moved from Ohio and I moved to Minnesota. I had a stint in South Dakota for a little bit, but I'm, I'm, essentially I'm, I'm, I'm Minnesota. But I didn't feel like myself. Like I'll try to bring this persona, this man who I created, this character, this person that I created in Ohio. I try to bring him here, but I don't have the things or the resources that I had in Ohio. Every, I don't have the friends that I had in Ohio. Mm-hmm. I don't have my family, my mom, you know what I'm saying, that I had in my, my Muslim community that I had in Ohio. I didn't. Like, in Ohio, even if you don't have anything to do, you have one or two friends that you can call and be like, yo, let's go kick it. And you go kick it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure you're very comfortable here. Either to, like, you kick it here at the crib or pop out. I ain't had nobody else to pop out with. Nigga. My fun was going to the gym and playing basketball with a bunch of other Somali people that I did not know and you know they're like, yo, we about to go eat. Yeah. They they all saying we about to go eat. I didn't know. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not friends with them. I'm like, I'm going home, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Granted, I go kick it with my son at Alhamdulillah, bro. Beautiful thing. But then again, over the last year, bro, like I also I also went to therapy and shit. And I talked to the therapist. And you know what I'm saying? When you when you talk about shit like that, people think, oh damn, what happened? I talked to my therapist, bro. Sarah Parker, shout out to her. And she made me realize like this is something that I didn't know. But I knew at the same time, she was like, you have an identity loss. You don't know who the hell you are. And I'm like, bro, the fuck? Like, I have an identity loss. I knew it, but I really didn't know it. But then that's what therapy is. Like, they make you realize the simplest things. They make you realize the simplest things for some fucking reason in a way that they put it. I guess that's why they're licensed. So... Back in June, I was like, all right, bet. So I have this opportunity now. I don't have an identity. Now is a part of my journey to create who the hell Ayub is outside of Ohio. Because every time I go back to Ohio, you get homesick. Right? Mm-hmm. If you move out of somewhere, you get homesick, right? And every time you want to feel like your old self or you want to, you know, for me at least, it's a rejuvenating thing. It's like a reset for me. Go back to Ohio, go to the restaurants I used to go to. See the family members that I see to uh, I seen go to the mission that group in yeah the home, home vibe two three days there so on the fist so you know what I'm saying and come back and then it's like uh, you energized again so for me it's like I saw it as an opportunity okay cool I can create the identity of who the hell Ayub is going to be outside of Ohio the Ayub that lives in Minnesota and this is where I got to I'm like all right but now I gotta create good habits. Mm-hmm. I have to. I have to make good habits a part of my identity. For those who know me, Alhamdulillah, I got a gym journey now. Am I, am I, do I look, do I look like a fucking bodybuilder? Hey, no. First of all, shout out your Instagram because you do this every single morning. You know, I'm still mad that one day where I thought I beat you. Where? When I called you at like 6 a.m., I thought I was a shit. I went to the gym. I woke up at like 5.20. I'm over here thinking I'm doing it. I packed all my stuff. 6.01, I'm walking into Lifetime. FaceTime this dude. Ah, I'll beat his ass. Yo, where you at? Oh, bro, I'm just getting out the gym. Nigga, what you mean? Just, I'm just coming into the gym. Yeah, yeah, I'm about to go pray fidget, bro. What's up? You coming? Bro, I'm going to call you tomorrow. I'm going to try this again tomorrow. Oh. Like, you know how mad I was? I was like, just like, a little bit of just like, damn, like, I, every day I'm watching this man go to the gym at six. Why the hell did you decide to go for it? 
uh, I work out with a buddy of mine. So he goes, he's a, he's a teacher. So he's like, after Fidget, like, we don't got nothing else to do but go go to work. He got to go to work. So every Wednesday, tomorrow morning, okay, I'm going 4.45. Like tomorrow, I'm going at 6. So it's just like, I was going to face At least now you saved me the time. Yeah, nah, tomorrow. The heartbreak. I was lifting. <laughs> I was not lifting my PRs at all, nigga. I was deflated. <laughs> bro, I, if it's anything that I could tell anybody, bro, it's like, yo, move out. Get out of your comfort zone, bro. I think that's the best thing that happened to me, bro. That's it. Let's actually leave it at that. Yeah, I think so, too. Do you move out. Go get out of your comfort zone for a little bit. Be a nomad for a little bit. What's stopping you right now, Hadarto? You could work from anywhere. You could work from the crib, right? What's stopping you from going to Mexico City and just living there for the next year? That's you learn you, you 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 still in the time zone of America. You still getting like phone calls same way. It's cheaper. Go live down there for a little bit. Maybe take a fucking uh, a, a roommate with you. Go live in Mexico City for a year. What's if like y'all, if y'all there's, see me there's, in Mexico, y'all, y'all know why. <laughs> no way, it was so funny. <laughs> no, like, I'm factual. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> but you just gotta get out of your comfort zone, bro. Be, you know, no, I just love how common sense to you is just so common. It's just the yo, like, here nah, it is. Like, like, like try that's, this. That's Anissa right there. And he, no, but Anissa is also the truth. I would like, like that as Anissa is the truth. Yeah. Anissa doesn't let like be a you gotta, you gotta bring her, you gotta bring her. Uh, after she gets on HBC when she reads the book (laughs) but yo I wanted to talk about that right before we leave because we got like two minutes HBCU new podcast reading books first book was The Alchemist yeah I'm still yeah second episode yeah Mm -hmm. so uh, The the Alchemist right now is a book about a a young guy who's on his journey and that's what helped me propel in being the person that I am right now because I read it this year Santiago he goes on his journey for riches and in his journey he faces a lot of a lot of setbacks but he never gives up and he just continues and continues and going uh this year i had a major opportunity for me to just move back to ohio where i'm comfortable with but i'm like nah bro i read that book for a reason fam i ain't read it for no reason like everything that i've been through over the last two years outside of ohio outside of getting out of my comfort zone you're just gonna give up and go back nah i said nah fuck it i'm gonna stay here bro and that's due to that the book podcast book. is just all about reviewing books Self-help books, books that help people, books that were big for me. I had the book somewhere here. Bro, one thing, let's let's end right now soon. But wait, Kobe, oh, that's there? Oh, that's fine. This could be the audio only, niggas. Kobe, I didn't know he, the author did a book with Kobe. Yeah, and, and they destroyed the book. Yeah, he was like, nah, it won't be. It, that's what I said too, bro. I read it somewhere. Just, Yo, that's actually it. extremely respectful. Yeah. I, me personally, I probably wouldn't because you 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 you're, you're depriving the people of what Kobe was about to say. Nah, but then what if Kobe f- didn't feel like it was ready? And get, and if you feel like you're you shouldn't have published it without Kobe, then publish it and then give all the proceedings to like a Kobe Foundation. But what if Kobe wasn't finished though? Imagine if I was like, yo, anything. This is, is going to be the greatest spoken word piece I'm ever going to do. Let's work on it together. We're working on it. I had a vision and a plan for exactly how I wanted Because artsy people were weird like yeah. that. We see the picture before it even comes. Yeah. He dies before the picture even ends. Who was he to give the world a half-baked picture of Kobe? And Kobe wanted the whole picture. Stuff a lot. Yeah, yeah, I see that. I definitely see that. Like, out of respect for Kobe almost. But yeah. then again, I know what you're talking about. Like, come on, stop hating. Oh, yeah. Kobe, like, at That's least Kobe, let bro. him say what he wanted to say. We all know it wasn't finished, like. 
Yeah, and then yeah, the 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 what do you call it? The uh, disclaimers right there. This book is not finished, and his work will be left off. And this podcast is not finished. This is where we're gonna leave off. Another episode of Sincerely Honest. What big bro are you? This was everywhere, but I'm not gonna lie to you. This is actually pretty fun. Um, where can they find you? Where can they follow your Instagram, Gym Journey, so big, they can try big, to beat you? Big bro, Ayub, and that's the only social media I have. 